You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Oh, welcome to the Cult Movie Cantina. Woo! This is the podcast that looks at some of your favorite cult films uh, as an alcoholic beverage. That's me. And shows that if someone has not seen it, she's away on assignment uh, this week. <laughs> and then we talk about it. I'm your Native American pop culture spirit guide, Scotty, and I'm joined by, as always, your Lady of Libation, Stephanie. Uh, Justina, our Jellicle Jester, like I said, is out, and so uh, Richard Tyson's just going to fill in for her. He's going to play that sounds her. good. Hey, but I think that? he's seen the money, the movie. Before. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. he's seen the movie at least once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so, so, yes, we have special guest Richard Tyson. I'm Woo! so excited that you're here. Um, Thank you, uh, proud Mobilian. You have been in a million things, uh, including Kindergarten Cop, The Babe, Kingpin. There's something about Mary, Black Hawk Down. Uh, I really would love to spend a whole hour and talk to you about uh, Battleful Earth, but that's another show. <laughs> <laughs> I learned how to fly a jet in one week. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a whole other show for that. I cannot okay. wait. Uh, this week we're going to talk about uh, the cult classic, an amazing film, I think, uh, Three O'Clock Eye. Three O'Clock Eye. I love it. And so I can't it's, wait. It's my, one of my husband's favorite films. It's one of, it, it's... One it's of your husbands? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. He's got a couple. <laughs> no, no. Oh, well, I had <laughs> yeah, true, in the past. Well. It was, it's my husband. Never mind. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just now you just threw her off train. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> um, How do I answer this? Uh, beforehand, let's get some let's get some business. Um, uh, <laughs> Got to get gotta get through all the, all the normal stuff. Hey, if you like us, you can subscribe to us on any fine podcast app. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, that's where we're at. Please rate, like, and subscribe. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash cultmoviecantina. And, of course, we're on YouTube at youtube.com slash mopcastnetwork. Um, I recently guested on a podcast called The Justice Court. I was cheating on you. I saw that. I was cheating on you, and so it's okay. Uh, uh, Is that why you were in court? Yes, was in, okay. I was in court. I was cheating <laughs> on her. <laughs> uh, was in Justice Court with, and uh, did a wonderful discussion about uh, Kevin Costner's The Postman. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and so I wasn't in that one. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Probably would have helped it. <laughs> I was about to say it's like I would have helped I, it. That was a weird movie. <laughs> it was yeah. a weird movie. Uh, and so we, we got to talk a little bit about that. There'll be links in that so you can watch that now. But we're not talking about that movie today. We are talking about Three O'Clock High. Mm. Directed by Phil Jono. Um, written by Richard Chastain Matherson and Tom Cazali. Stars uh, Casey uh, Shemazgo as Jerry. Uh, Annie Ryan as Franny. Richard Tyson as the amazing Buddy Ravel. All right. That's <laughs> glad you finally made it to that one. <laughs> Uh, saving, you know, saving the, the best is important, right? Uh, Stacey Glick as Bree, Jonathan Wise as Vincent, Jeffrey Tambor shows up for, as Mr. Rice, and I just want to put this because I like uh, Mitch uh, Pelegi uh, from X Files yeah. as Duke the security guard. Right. <laughs> uh, normally we would have fun facts, but the fun fact is that we got Richard Tyson here, and that's, that's there you go. The that's your fun, fun fact. fact is, the, is the best. Well, we'll see. So um, <laughs> before we get into the the meat of the story, this is your first feature, right? Very first one. So yeah. and you, so, your kid from Mobile, Alabama. Mm -hmm. How did you get from from Mobile, Alabama to three o'clock high? We don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> Reader's no. Digest version. <laughs> you know, I left uh, downtown Mobile. Uh, my brother played for Bear Bryant, and he goes, "I counted them. There's forty-seven people and your mother to see you go be in the movies." And I had a hundred dollars, and uh, got on the. Thing. And, you know, I said to Adrian, uh, look, um, your mother's 
a person too. That's 48 people. You know? <laughs> but uh, I just saw wild hair. I got on it. Uh, got on the bus. No one else was leaving. Right. You know. Um, but I was out there for two and a half years, and I broke into every studio. Uh, I, I met a, a producer. He said, uh, "says You know what? <laughs> you would never have been in the movies if we were fighting Iraq at the time that you showed up, because we were." Defending ourselves, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but, yeah, I sneaked in. I uh, The first day I was there, I went to the MGM Studios because this old man uh, on Hollywood Boulevard, I had a $2.50, uh, some kind of steak. <laughs> uh, and uh, and I was so excited. Uh, he's like, he's like uh, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to be in the movies. I'm going to be in the movies. He goes, okay, kid, you know, on Hollywood Boulevard. I'm like, you know, I am. I, he goes, I said, well, what? I, where's the closest studio? He goes, well, kid, you know, uh, it's MGM. And uh, I said, well, he goes, you can get a bus and take it over uh, tomorrow. Uh, so he, uh, he was uh, very nice, but he said, look, got some advice for you. Everybody's going to want to tell you how to get in the movies you just ask them why they aren't in the movies <laughs> and he goes but the one thing you need is patience i'm like why aren't you in the movies because <laughs> i think you got it kid i think you're gonna do it you know? and so uh the next morning at 8 a.m i'm looking at mgm studios and i'm walking uh there's a guard shack about 100 yards away from me and there's big white mansions that they used uh, for going with the wind and stuff and it was but I was ready you know and I and I'm get I get almost to the guard shack and uh, there's no guard <laughs> I'm like oh, <laughs> I can walk in 20 feet more the guard shows up <laughs> I'm like oh and so I immediately turned right and I walked all the way around um, to see where I can jump over the fence. Uh, what's his name? Cooper, the famous movie guy back in the day. Gary Cooper. I was cussing him because all he had to do was jump over a chain link. Right, 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 right. This is 30 foot right, you know, <laughs> with cameras. And I come all the way around. And I, and I go to the TGMY drugstore. And I get a, a little flip notebook. And I uh, start walking towards the gate again. And the guy's there. And I'm like, dear God, please help me <laughs> to get in this game. You know? <laughs> and I'd stop and I would write and I'd stop and write. And by the time I got to him, I was like, oh, I'm a writer. And I'm, I'm, I'm late. <laughs> and I'm writing. <laughs> and I got a new idea, you know. And I went, hey, how you doing? He goes, hey, how you doing? And I walked right through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I threw up the... I threw up the notebook. I wish I had saved it right. because uh, I got a lot of promises to God, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, I uh, was talking about calling uh, maybe that first part of the book uh, the ninth door because I went to nine different – says, what are you going to do? I went and I hid underneath this – this uh, stairway outdoors. It was like 1950s World War II <laughs> buildings. Right. You know? Very thin. Anyway, I walk. I'm like, they're gonna catch me here. Let me. Oh, and I saw uh, what's that? 
What's that TV show about the family uh, on the uh, the frontier? Uh, it was a western. Little House on the Prairie. Little House on the. I see it, and they've painted it all over this one building. I'm like, I'm going in there. You know? <laughs> and uh, so I go in, first door on the left. I walk in, and it's a secretary room, like for twelve of them. No one's there. And uh, I'm like, wow. And so I saw the back door, and I go into the back office. There's a guy there. He's a husky guy. Irish, he must be, because he was red-faced, and he was working on numbers, and he just, he was upset. And I said, hey, how you doing? I'm Richard Tyson. I traveled 2,000 miles to come be in the movies. <laughs> I get $5, and I'm living at the YMCA on Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> he goes, what's your name? I said, Richard Tyson. He goes, Richard Tyson, get the hell out of my office. Get the hell out. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And I run away. And I go through the secretary. And now I'm in the hallway again. I'm like, okay, first door on the right. I said, how you doing? I'm Richard Tyson. The whole thing. And the guy's like, I don't. He goes, do you have an appointment? I'm like, uh, no, I don't. He says, I'm calling security. I'm like, no, no, don't do that. So I go in the hallway again. <laughs> so I'm in the hallway. I'm like, that's 0 for 2, you know. And I see the next door, and I open it. I go in there, and it's the back entrance to the first <laughs> <laughs> He jumped up. I said, how you doing? I'm Richard. He goes, Richard Tyson. And he jumped up and threw shit all over everywhere. And then, <laughs> so I'm getting out. And he comes out of the door, and so he's chasing me. And I'm, I'm running down the hallway, and I said, oh, I can go up the stairs. I know I can help, you know, climb the stairs. Right. Hit this guy. And he was yelling, Richard Tyson. I'm like, damn, we're already at MGM the first day, and they're yelling my name. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, All good signs. And I, yeah. I went to uh, five or six different. I said, I got to change buildings because... The second guy yeah. called the cops, you know, and I went all around. Finally, ninth door, I just kind of knocked, <laughs> sweat, tired, and uh, guy opened the door this far, just like six inches. Says yes. I'm like, ah, how you doing? I'm Richard Tyson. I traveled two thousand miles <laughs> be in the movies. I done this. He goes, you know what? That's an amazing story. I bet my boss would love hear about that she's a casting director i'm like she <laughs> did not know that <laughs> directors could be women <laughs> and they're great today <laughs> who knew back then that right. was 1903 i think <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah um i went in and he said please sit down i'll tell you when she's ready and so i'm sitting there and i see this five gallon thing of water I'm like, there's two spigots. One of them's red, one of them's blue. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what's the red for? The guy goes, hot. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. He goes, just calm down. Just calm. <laughs> so uh, he goes, okay, she'll see you. I walk in there, and this woman, she had beautiful, coiffed hair, and uh, sh she was sitting on the couch with her arms like this, and her feet were up on the I'm like, ah. And she goes, please, sit down. I'm like, ah, where? I said, where? Where? She's just in a chair. I'm like, oh, okay, good. 
I'm like, casting couch or something? <laughs> <laughs> I was really freaked out. <laughs> and, and it took six steps, but it seemed like 60 minutes. And I sat down, and she was very nice and polite and leaned in, put her feet down and leaned in. I hear you have a great story. I'd like to hear it. She ended up getting me an acting uh, agent and all these. I, I had... Uh, I had meetings. I went to the finals for uh, <coughs> what was that TV show uh, with the rebel car? Uh, oh, Dukes of Dukes Hazard. Dukes of Hazard, yeah. Yeah, I'm up for one of those roles. I didn't even know. I was five days at the YMCA before. Anyway. Um, so you're basically a true Hollywood story, like you see in the movies, where you just you know you you have the gumption, you take the risk, and it seems to like pay off for you. It it just it just yeah, I know. I'm I'm very lucky. Um, my uh, dad, uh, he was state senator here. My brother was a mm, DA and yep. all. And um, people said, well, why'd you go to Hollywood? I said, my brother became the DA. I need to get to <laughs> <laughs> that. That's one way to do it. Mm-hmm. So so you eventually you get uh, 3 o'clock high. 3 o'clock high at the time oh. is... Uh, Spielberg is producing. Spielberg is the first guy to ask me to be in his movie in oh, Hollywood. Wow. Now, see, I was there for two and a half years, and I and I broke into every studio. I climbed the fence. I did all this stuff. Uh, sneaked in with pizza, all of it. And uh, and then I met this casting director. I was going back. Everyone wanted me to be the manager of their restaurant. I said, I didn't come out here to run your restaurant. I right. came here to be in the movies. And so let me lock up at night or something. Let me wash dishes. And uh, so I was on the way back. I go by uh, Fox Studios. I see two, two trailers. I'm like, those are casting trailers. They gotta be. I'm on the bus. I'm like, oh, I, I, there's no security. I, I gotta get off. You know, and I get <laughs> off and I start walking to him. And she's heard these stories, <laughs> but. Uh, Carrie, right? <laughs> just tell the story. Will you? <laughs> anyway, um, I'm walking to I'm walking to both the trailers. I'm like, which one, left or right? right. Fate. We got a fate. I'm gonna let fate decide, and I'll stop, so they could both see me. I stood there. It's like 1:30 in the afternoon. I stood there until dark, <laughs> and no one no one came into the or out of the trailers, and no, there were no cars. I'm like, all right, you're missing it. You know? <laughs> I went to my busboy job, and I come back the next day at uh, 9 a.m. because uh, business starts at 10 a.m., you know, right, unless, right. unless you're right. shooting a movie, and it's 5 a.m., you know. Uh, so I was there at 9 a.m. the next day on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I stood there all day Goodness. Long. All day. Not one person walked across from me. Nobody. I didn't see anyone open the door. Nothing. And Friday afternoon, it's getting dark. I'm like, I don't want to lose my busboy job, you know. <laughs> and um, last chance. Okay. Uh, and this heavyset woman leaned out of the left trailer. Said, hey, do you want some water? I'm like, I'd like to thank 
the academy, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> my mom, my dad, you know. And, and I go in, and uh, she goes, let's take you back. To, you know, why don't you sit down and relax? Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's take you back to the boss. Fenton and Feinberg Casting. Mm-hmm. Fenton and Feinberg Casting was one of the biggest ones in, in town at the time. And Jane Feinberg she was the boss there. And uh, she took me back there. I said, hey, Miss Feinberg, uh, do you want to hear a monologue? I only knew two. I'm like, she goes, no, that's theater. <laughs> We're doing movies and TV shows. She was hardcore, right. you know. <laughs> She's been dealing with these people forever, you know. And uh, I'm like, look, I, it's a good, it's Tennessee Williams and Streetcar Named Desire. I mean, it's good. And she wouldn't let me do it. Right. So I started doing it. <laughs> and I said, I know where Mitch is. He, I, I don't know where Mitch is because he didn't come back here with the roses. And she goes, Mitch, who? You know, <laughs> she kept responding to me. And eventually, halfway through the monologue, she, she backed away and put her hand on and just Okay, go ahead. And, and she let me finish. She goes, wow, you know what? I think you got it. But you, you got that twinkle in your eye. And you know what? You just need to go away and train and come back. I'm like, okay. I left. I, me and my brother, we went back to Bear Bryant. And uh, he played football. And I signed up at the, uh, the theater department. And... Uh, it took two years to graduate, but then I got an offer to go to Cornell with my master's, mm-hmm. and she said, you need to go away and train and come back. That's what she told me. I, I forgot to say that. So I go back to train, and so I've got the BFA, and then I go and I get my master's from Cornell, and I call her. I said, is Val, Valerie there? She's kind of heavy set. She goes, this is she. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Should have mentioned the heavy set. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she goes, uh, I said, look, this is, remember me? I'm Richard Tyson. Uh, you know, I was standing out in the parking lot. She goes, God, I kind of remember. That's like five years ago. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And uh, Jane told me to go away and train and come back. So I went, I'm coming back. She goes, okay, but don't tell us. Don't don't put it on us. Right. You know, I'm like, okay. And if you come out here, drop by and see us, you know. So I go back and I finally get there. There's no trailers now. They're behind security and they're established. So I go around the back lot and I climb this three-story chain link fence. Still climbing fences. <laughs> yeah. And I've got the, the barbed wire in between my legs and this woman leans out of the... Uh, office building goes what the hell are you doing i said i'm trying to get in the movies you're not gonna be in the movies i'm like yes i am i am you know and she says no you're not i'm arguing she goes i'm calling the cops she slammed the window and i got down on the inside and ran and hid for an hour and a half (laughs) and then calmed down and i was walking down i see the shield fenton feinberg casting i'm like that's it and I go in. I said, is Val- Valerie there? There's a partition. It was a, a house, but like the dining room was mm-hmm. the main uh, secretarial room. And there's a partition. I said, is Val- Valerie here? Uh, 
she's kind of heavy set and she came around and she goes i'm valerie i'm like oh oh look i'm sorry i've already accused her of being heavy set right. for three nope. you know five years and she goes, oh, I'm a big Greek woman. I love life. That's mm. great. It's fine. It's, uh, let's take you to the boss. Well, now I knew 52 monologues. Right. And uh, I go back there, and she goes, you know what, Richard? Uh, I told you a long time ago that you have the chutzpah because you stood out in front of our trailers for five days every day and we would check every time and look through the w window when we got to work and you were there every single day and uh and yeah i told you to train come back you know and i i said i'm back you go what are we doing for an agent i said well i've got a list from the guild uh she goes i know a match made in heaven so that's a key phrase in my life and uh she picked up the phone, called Bruce Willis's agent, and on 30 days I was in moonlighting. Right. And I've been working ever since. <laughs> That's fantastic. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And then, like I said, from from moonlighting, you did you you you, you get with Spielberg and do um, Three O'clock High, which you know Spielberg sees a script. Uh, from what I read, he looks at it as a Karate Kid. He, he wants he wants it to be Karate Kid. It looks like he reads it as a Karate Kid film. And the new he get, hires this new director to do it, who is a huge Scorsese fan, and he makes a Scorsese film instead. Oh God! And so three three o'clock high is very much high noon, uh, at, at its core. That's right. It's very That's much right. high noon at, at its core, but with a kind of like a Scorsese's After Hours kind of look to it. It's got a, that kind of polish to it, the angles and things that they've, yeah, they've yeah. done done with it. And oh, the uh, cinematographer. Yeah, I can do that. Famous uh, we can director. We I'm can on it. Famous director. We have a producer. He is on it, yeah. uh, and he's a great guy. I, I mean, the way he made the clock move, oh, and, you know, yeah. and mm -hmm. just everything. That's that's awesome. Uh, uh, Caleb's gonna look it look it up for us. So I'll never work with him if I can't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, Spielberg. It's it's really amazing because I, I went to uh, Universal Studios and I have a truck and a sofa in the back of my truck. If the tailgate's down, it's... Uh, it's Barry Sonnenfeld. Oh, Sonnenfeld, yeah. Yeah, that can, Barry Sonnenfeld. No wonder I haven't worked with him. Hey, Barry! <laughs> <laughs> if you're on Moffat Road or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, the guard... I get there and I've got this sofa trying to get in Universal and uh, the guy goes, so, what are you working on? He thought I was a plumber. Right. Was, eh, you know, my brother was a plumber. He's, we know what a good day of work is. I said, no, no, I'm doing a movie with Steven Spielberg. This is my first audition. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> but I had 15 callbacks. Over the course of the next month, I... Came friends with a guy at the gate. He's like, "Oh, you're still doing a movie." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And uh, yeah, uh, it, it, they flew me to New York because we were looking for uh, Mitchell. Right. And he had to be a certain height. And uh, we went there. No. And then finally, um, the uh, casting director goes, "All right, look." Now 
you working with this guy. We're really high on him. Look, we want you to stare a hole through his face. I'm like, and just get after him, all right? Give him something, because the camera's on him. I'm looking at him. You made me mad, Jerry. No, I'm gonna have to, you know, I was over the top, and I was like, I was getting after it, you know, and uh, he must have nicked himself shaving that day because it goes, and, the, and the, it starts bleeding. It's going out of his face. And they finally, at the end, cut. It's like, well, damn, we didn't really think that you were going But uh, Casey Shamasco, he was, he was great. Yeah, Casey Shamasco was great. You're both amazing in this film. I just, like we. Just, I just watched again earlier this week, and just I had so much fun. So let's dive into this film for everybody. All right. So for those who haven't have seen, seen it, it. <clears throat> yeah. When I wake up in the morning and the alarm uh, gives out a warning, and I don't think it uh, think I'll make plans on time. I don't think I'm gonna find pants, microwave a shirt, and give myself a look. I'm in the corner just to see my car has a t- f- uh, flat tire. It's all right because I'm saved by the belt. Wait, different thing. Okay, st- um, okay, a bit of a stretch. Meet Jerry Mitchell, a good student who is just having a terrible day. Overslept, running late, but it's okay. It's, he's going to manage. This morning, the high school is all the Twitter with a gossip of Buddy Ravel, who is a violent delinquent who is now coming to their school from a continuation high school. Or reform school. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, uh, what yeah, is a continuation high school? It's a, it's a, it's a, uh, I looked it up. It's a re- basically a reform, reform school. school. Yeah, he did the math. He <laughs> did math really well, though. <coughs> Jerry is the manager of the student store, and they had had their best week ever with over $400 in the bank. Also, he's on the school newspaper, and he is assigned to talk to Buddy to do a get-to-know-you piece on the new student. Everything is coming up, Jerry. Except when Jerry meets Buddy in the bathroom. Buddy's a tough guy in, a, in leather with the most amazing hair. Buddy's hair is great. He did have amazing hair. hair. Buddy's hair is great. <laughs> <laughs> As happens to all of us, my friend. <laughs> um, uh, uh, and a just attitude. Jerry pitches a story, but Buddy doesn't like people knowing about him. And then Jerry asks to forget the whole thing and gives him a friendly pat on the arm. But Buddy doesn't like to be touched. And that he, was the whole rumor, right? Right. The whole time. He beat the hell out of the football coach. There. Broke his neck. <laughs> it was a great setup. The oh, way absolutely. He was walking in from the GTO, you know, and I mean, all the kids, all the kids doing the gossip stuff is, 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 you know, building you up before they even see any eyes on you is, is one of the smart things in the film, and yeah. very much, you know, a trope to high noon. Right. It's just. <coughs> Sorry, I didn't mean it. No, 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 absolutely. This is what the show does. Yeah, we interrupt all the time. Oh, that's it's fine. It <laughs> uh, but, he, but he doesn't like to be touched, and he assaults Jerry and challenges him to a fight at 3 o'clock in the parking lot. So for the next six hours, Jerry does his best to get out of the fight. He tries to leave and is caught. His buddy Vincent tries to plant a switchblade in Buddy's locker. That backfires. He makes out with his English teacher, but that doesn't work. <laughs> he steals the money from the student store, hires a guy to fight Buddy, and Buddy just kicks the shit out of him. <laughs> uh, finally, he pays Buddy to leave him alone, in which Buddy agrees but calls him the biggest pussy I've ever met in my life, <laughs> which then upsets Jerry, and he demands his money back, in which Buddy refuses, and so the fight is back on. Jerry isn't going to back down as a coward. It's 3 o'clock. The students have packed the parking lot ready for a fight. The principal tries to break it up and and others, but Buddy takes them out one by one. The fight starts, and Jerry stands his ground but is clearly outmatched. 
Buddy slips on a pair of brass knuckles from his pocket, goes to finish Jerry off, but Vincent jumps in the way, causing Buddy to lose his weapon, which is picked up by Jerry's sister, and he uses it, uh, them to knock out Buddy and become the hero. No, that, that's the worst uh, cut. It actually does it twice in mm-hmm. the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really? Uh, next yeah. day, the students rally to help Buddy repay the stolen money to the student store. Buddy shows up. Uh, excuse me, help Jerry repair the, uh, the stolen money to the student store. Buddy shows up and returns the money. The high school is now filled with the gossip of Jerry's exploits as we go to credits. Your thoughts of the film? Because I mean, Well, I love the film. My... <laughs> The thing that cracks Good me answer. up. <laughs> now, so when this is where Jerry from the beginning went wrong. <laughs> I can tell you cuz I have heard st- my husband has told me several times about adventures in the men's bathroom and how if there's certain people in, like if, if so many stalls are used you wait because you don't want to be next to somebody where they're at the uni- you know urinal and you never ever make eye contact yeah, with anybody ladies don't have. and yeah. right <laughs> and you never ever talk to anybody at you know, just do your thing and here's Jerry who breaks all those rules <laughs> in the bathroom. Yeah. And, I mean, which to me is hilarious. I mean, it's just hilarious. Yeah. So, I, I love the film. I think it's fantastic. I like how he's always trying to, you know, try and get out of school. So, but yeah. I love the uh, slow motion when he, Buddy, you know, Jerry slaps him on the shoulder. Right. Brilliant. Yeah. And uh, it, then it goes slow motion, and you can hear his hand coming off. You know, it's like my my question is: Can you really work those math problems? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the naval. Probably not now. Oh, I now. forgot. I forgot that <laughs> you did. Not yeah. now, but uh, you did yeah. go to the naval academy. Yeah, I, I could have, I, and I did them those days, but <laughs> I had a cheat sheet. You know? Of course. I, I think that's what's really neat about about this movie, and what's subtle about the film is that that buddy. Is smart. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. not outside of the equations that he's doing, but he's carrying around and reading uh, of Mice and Men the whole time. Right. Um, you know that? Oh, yeah. How oh, yeah. you know that? It's in the... It's, it's right there. Can you see it? Yeah, it's you right can see there. it. You can, right see there. It. you can see it. So you can see the cover of it. library, and they're giving me a, a choice, and I'm like, of Mice and Men. I think that's perfect right. for Buddy Ravel. Absolutely. Know? Yep. And... Uh, God, I didn't know you, anyone knew that. Yeah. I didn't see yeah. it on camera. I mean, I yeah, you can see it. You can, see, yeah. you can see what book you're reading. Oh, good. I, I mean, but I think these are great yeah. subtle hints about, like, you know, the the students in the beginning of the movie, they build you up as this thug, right. this, this monster, and... and Really, and this some, is Buddy's chance to a, a new life. Right. Like, yeah, this is his second chance to get away from that type of stuff, which is why he's kind of like... I don't want people to know me. I, I want to start over because all this stuff is not who I am. And, like, the fact that they want to ask questions about it, it's like. I, I, and I think, I think that all comes out at the end of the film. Buddy doesn't have to give back the money. No. That's right. He doesn't, and he chooses to. And you know what? We weren't going to do the movie. I had another offer from a another movie and and i said i really want to do this one uh but we need a redemption scene you know and uh we came up with it he doesn't have to say anything and but he, he comes there and he thinks he's gonna knock him out and he and he drops the money 
man. It's a great scene. That's and, awesome. And it's also and, and it's it's also smart the fact that he doesn't say anything because one of the best parts about him is that you're so strong in this film that you don't have to have a lot of lines. You get everything you need to get across. And Buddy is such I. Buddy's kind of a misunderstood character, I think. I mean, yes, he's the bully and and the foil in this, but you're right. This is all Jerry. Yeah. This is all yeah. just Jerry just screwing up his day. Yeah. And like that's what I'm saying. Like this could have been he easily was anemic. No one said that, you know. But you know, it was. That's why he went to the bathroom. Right. Right. It's, it's just it's it's so it's so good. But I love that. I love the end of this where he you know, again doesn't have to give away give up the three hundred dollars. He, he does. He doesn't. Absolutely no reason to. But he does, and right. and then it just yep. kind of ends, and it has the flip with the story of Jerry, about, right. you know, all yeah. what Jerry and, did, but and, you know, and he was able to pay back, you know, what what he owed. Yeah, know? and I and I would argue, in terms of like all the times that Buddy has gotten in fights in the past, maybe it's to pass on for people to talk about somebody other than him. He's looking for somebody that can win. That's why he calls Jerry a pussy because he's like, hey, if you can't fight me. And it, he knows that that's going to get Jerry to 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 go right. over the edge to do it. Yeah, and it, yeah, he's in the classroom, like, all right, let me see it. He, it it's amazing. Now, that was that was a little out of character, I think, for uh, Buddy Ravel. Uh, hey, you know, that's like a bully in class. Right. It's like, let me see your. Let yeah. Me see it, you know. Uh, but. Uh, three o'clock high. I tell you what, I've been all over the world, and and people call me Buddy Ravel. I tell you, when I pass away, when I pass away it's not going to be Richard Tyson laying over there. It's Buddy, Buddy Ravel up there. But it's a good character. It's a yeah. It's, it's a it's a great character. It's a, and like again, not quite a villain. I, there there is something we don't know about Buddy that got him here. Mm-hmm. And I agree with Caleb. I think. And you know, this is just speculation. I was, I was, you know, watching the movie, you know, you know, thirty-five years later or whatever. But the the idea of that, like, there's something there that he just wants to restart over. And if you just leave him alone, he can get that get that chance. And I think that lending scene kind of right. leads into that. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Buddy Ravel, though, I think it's time for our larbation. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, we we started on half of it. <laughs> and, and speaking How do you spell of that? PB. B-B-R. Pass blue ribbon. So speaking of um, being called a pussy, and <laughs> I was suggested, you know, that we bring Buddy Ravel a shot and a beer. And I'm like, okay, sounds great. What kind of shot? What kind of beer? Uh, something that'll knock you in the face. <laughs> like tequila and PBR. Pretty good Richard Tyson there. Yeah. <laughs> like tequila and PBR. You need an understudy. There she is. <laughs> and I'm like. And I'm like, I need a stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> She'll do it. <laughs> My first thought was like, oh God, I hate tequila. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm not doing tequila, but I'll bring the PBR. You know, I'll get another shot. And he said, okay, well, if you want a pussy shot, you can do something. <laughs> and I'm like, oh hell no. I said we're doing tequila. <laughs> bring on the tequila. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you hate getting hit in the face. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You don't want to get hit. Caleb, you yeah. got to come participate. Yep. All right. Wow. Best it's part getting, of the show. Yeah, it's getting better and better. <laughs> we get to talk about you and then have libations. Yeah. Isn't it great? <laughs> do you need another? Yes, I, I actually do. Could you pass this over to me? Yeah. And wait Thanks. for your shot, Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like one of these? 
Now, yeah. uh, three o'clock high, the in the, uh, you know, in the gym. Right. You know that that scene with you in the gym. Yeah, I'll take one. I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> he he's like smoking a cigarette. Buddy Ravel is smoking a cigarette. Right. And uh, and I said the director, I'm like, I want to smoke a cigarette. I don't know because he's he's on the outside. He says, What are you gonna do with it? I said, Well, I'm gonna walk across the the uh, basketball court and flick. He says, No, no, everybody. At the school, they're like, oh, no, you can't. That's our basketball court. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like well, that's Buddy Rebell. I guess not me. <laughs> I'm right. sorry about him. Maybe. So we had a whole crew just wherever it flicked, they rushed over. <laughs> I had to get off camera oh. and picked it up. Uh, but uh, the director really loved it liked it because uh, when he smoked, the smoke went into Jerry's nose in, in the back, and it looked like a train coming, you know? And right. And it, it was a visual thing. No, it's, right. it's Are great. we ready for our buddy right. Ravel? Yeah. All right. Tequila with a PBR chaser. Right. There we go. To Buddy Ravel. To Buddy Ravel. To Buddy, buddy Ravel. Mm. Mm. Tequila. <laughs> yep. I just feel like I've been punched in the face for sure. Uh, I'm no pussy. Actually, that has a pretty good flavor to it. What, you, what is it? What is that? It's the Hornitos. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. Oh, yeah. that is good. Kind of like a peppery. Do you have a straw? No, no. <laughs> 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 um, I do have some Apocrypha. I found some Apocrypha for this one. Uh, and our Apocrypha is like alternate casting and alternate scenes and whatnot. Trivian. Uh, I'm glad tri- you explained that. Cause I yeah. Didn't I didn't understand it at first either. I just kind of went with it. Well, I, w- I needed a cool word for what this section was. I know, so I, went I love po- it. Cool. I went with Apocrypha. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Kirk Cameron was the second choice for Jerry Mitchell. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, according to the internet. And uh, Corey Feldman was also considered for the role of Jerry, but he was considered too young. Which is funny because I think if I'm correct, you guys were way over in your 20s when you did this. You right? guys were older than the director. Oh, no, I was 19. 19. Well, <laughs> 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 you <a> lie. <laughs> you had already finished your masters. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just acts. Tell <laughs> um, uh, you know, we all lied on occasion, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> I lied about my age until this year, and then I just went with it. Good. <laughs> Embraced it. Good. 29. <laughs> 29 I can't even do the math on 29 <laughs> plus what is what I am 29 plus 21 yes yes oh god that means I can drink again yes <laughs> as in the tequila PBR. <laughs> wow. Wow. I can't math okay <laughs> uh Caitlin O'Hennessy's character of Miss Farmer originally only had the one scene with Jerry seduces and kisses her in order to get detention after school after the movie was completed, it was tested, and audience desperately wanted to know what happened to Jerry and Miss Farmer. The makers, including Steven Spielberg, brought on, on Henry and Casey uh, Seismo back to the last scene, uh, to film the last scene of the movie, where she walks into the bookstore and passionately kisses Jerry. Aww. So that was an add-on. So that was what I had for Apocrypha. Uh, Apocrypha. Apocrypha. <laughs> <laughs> That's the PBR talking right there. All right. No, but... Uh, so the, here's three a, o'clock high. I'm stopped every day because three it's o'clock high. rightfully show is a good movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's really uh, it's a quite great. amazing to have that. 
what in back pocket, I guess. What is your favorite? I'm just this has nothing to do with the movie. No, but absolutely. I'm curious. What what was your favorite movie role? Out of all the stuff you've done, who's your favorite character that you've played? Well, I I have to say Three O'clock High. You know, uh, I've done 160 movies, but that first one was Spielberg. 15. Oh, when I got to Universal Studios, I had my, you know, my sofa in the back, and I stayed because I was homeless, <laughs> and I was behind security. Right. So seven out of 15. I was in Universal Studios, and I felt good, and oh, and I always used the excuse I was um, I was doing a movie with Steven Spielberg. Fantastic. And they're like, everybody says that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, I mean it. I am. <laughs> yeah. And when I got it, I mean, that guard guy, he was like, you really got it? I said, yeah, I got it. You know? That's fantastic. Uh, but I've done some movies. I, I did a movie... Um, it was n- not for a lot of money. It's called Jake's Corner. Mm-hmm. And I play an ex-Heisman Trophy winner uh, who's down and out. His parents saw every game but the last one, and they crashed. Uh, in a, and he goes to the desert in Arizona, and he's living out his life there. And he has to identify bodies and stuff. And uh, I, I think it's a great movie, and I hope people will uh, Maybe check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so here's our bar trivia section. Is all the trivia I found for the film. So if nothing's right, please let us know. Because I want to. We have someone who can verify stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't happen on the set. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So our first one was. Uh, so we, we. Wait, wait. I wanted to ask you sh- about that. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Absolutely. Well, you said they had options for Jerry. How about Buddy? No, you're the only one that came up for Buddy. Okay, yeah. I'd like to hear that. that you're the only one that came <laughs> up. It's with, true. I looked too. If there was other options, because this is something it. we look at every movie. Mm-hmm. We look. We look at the alternate casting because we like to play what if. And uh, now I think the no casting. One for buddy. Yeah, they dragged me along for fifteen callbacks. Come fifteen on. callbacks. Either that or there is. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were stringing I, you along. I mean, I mean, if it was fifteen callbacks, it's it's probably people. I mean, you know, f- maybe other people, but. You know, no one who 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 made it made yeah. it afterwards. I mean, yeah. yeah, there's a lot a lot of you know Richard Tyson's out there who didn't climb the fence my, all the way My uh, so Spielberg flies me to New York City and puts me up in the plaza, plaza or whatever. <laughs> and I was at Cornell, you know, just uh, mm-hmm. you know a few months before graduating with the masters. And I call my my friends. I'm like, where are you? Spielberg flew me to the plaza. Oh, fantastic. Come on. They all showed up, and we we rocked it. The next day, I wake up, and I'm late for the appointment, oh, and God. I'm running through New York City. Oh, I lost Buddy <laughs> Ravel. You know? <laughs> and I got there. I was so mad and sweaty, and I was like, and they go, man, that is Buddy Ravel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right. So, as we talked about, uh, Steve Spielberg was an executive producer on this uh, picture. Uh, and the reason why he looked at the script and said, this is Karate Kid. Uh, but then he had his name removed from those credits as he's done two years with another youth comedy, Fandango. Both films would go on to have a strong cult following. Amblin oh, uh, Productions. Amblin, that's early Amblin mm-hmm. films. Yeah. Uh, during Jerry's uh, book report, he asked the English teacher what her favorite book is, and she replies, Turn of the Screw, and then he kisses her. In Turn of the Screw by novelist Henry James, there's a part where a tutor is kissed by her student. <laughs> so it's an aptly uh, picked uh, yeah. title. That was my favorite. 
Uh, <laughs> this one we kind of alluded to that uh, Casey and you, who portrayed high school students, were actually well over 25 years of age when this film was made. And in fact, we're older than the film's director. No, oh, that's that's lighting. <laughs> that's light. <laughs> lighting. You know what? Like with Jerry, with Casey, Casey, I can kind of see him being older. You, yeah, you, he was a lot older. You, you though fit. <laughs> I, I buy buddies a high school student. I do. Like, there's some scenes. I do. There's you know some what? scenes with you Casey. Know what? I always want. I'm sorry to interrupt. That, no, that's our just show. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, trust me. No, no, but I, I've always thought about. It. I want to do. Three o'clock high, buddy. When he leaves, right, and it starts getting in the GTO. And I want it to, to be a cartoon so that I can still do the voice. voice right. Oh, that would know? be fantastic. And where did he go? Did he go to the military? Did he, uh, you know, go to prison? What, what you know? <laughs> where, where do you think Buddy ended up? Well, I was hoping uh, he was a Marine or something like that. <laughs> I could see him. You know what? Yeah. I could see him as a Marine. Yeah, we we Marine. talked to uh, Marines today, um, Al and Mark. Down in Florida, right? Uh, they wanted to hear about Buddy Ravel. You made me mad, and you, they wanted you the biggest pussy I ever met <laughs> in my life. You know, um, that was today. Yeah, yeah okay. and it gives me chill bumps that uh, those guys uh, respect yeah. that. My oldest son was a Marine. That's right, Parrish is a Marine. Yeah, mm-hmm. you sure? Uh, the mu- music playing in the insect movie that Jerry watches in the biology class is "Out to Sea" f- theme from Jaws. Which is also directed by Spielberg. So, homage oh, Yeah, Spielberg. He's a guy. Spielberg directed Jaws. Is he a director guy? Yeah, kind of a big deal. Not really, you know. Um, Roger Ebert gave this film one out of four stars, Aww. declaring the plot to be p- pretty stupid, which I'm just like, it's, it's, it's high noon, right? It's a yeah. great plot. But, and lamenting that the bully buddy, Ravel, was the most interesting character, but underdeveloped. And yeah. I kind of we wanted, that's in that's other words, we wanted more <laughs> Buddy Ravel. Yeah. Is what we were saying. I and I, I actually I, I agree. Too. I, I would agree. love to have known a backstory. On yeah, Buddy something Ravel. a little bit more than than just the gossip the student had. But it was all just one day. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, just yeah. One day. You don't have time. time. And it, but it, it's great. And this is just something I thought was funny. Uh, Yardley Smith. Uh, Yardley Smith is uh, is in the, one of her first roles as a cheerleader. She's the longtime voice of Lisa Simpson. But she does this. She does uh, the ball- the Legend of Billie Jean, and then she does Maximum Overdrive, kind of back to back to back. And then she becomes Lisa she, Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, budget for this film was six million dollars. It didn't come this way. No. <laughs> <laughs> How much of that did you get? <laughs> not the six. Well, not the six million. It was great. I could get a new sofa for my truck. There you go. <laughs> new so- sofa <laughs> truck money right there. I mean, is it, let's put it this way: it's better than what you had before the movie. By the way, oh, that's the yeah, tr- that's yeah. the T-shirt for the show: sofa truck ice. Sofa truck. It grows three point six million. Yeah. Uh, it opened on October 9th, nineteen eighty-seven. Uh, it opened uh, at ninth, ninth place. Okay. So would uh, so there's five movies that, that were the top five, and um, the number five was Surrender, which I don't know. Anything I've never about. even heard of that. Uh, Someone to Watch Over Me was number four. Uh, number three was The Princess Bride, which we've covered. Yeah. Uh, number two, speaking of Kirk Cameron, Like Father, Like Son, that was a body swatch movie. Oh, uh, I remember sw- that swap one. Movie. And, the, and the number one was Fatal Attraction. Okay. Uh, I'm sad we didn't get to play the guessing game. You know what? Because uh, honestly, I had not seen most of these yeah, films. Yeah, I so don't know those like films. The, it wouldn't have been a fun guessing game. However, we will play the guessing game of 1987. 
Um, and here, here's something I found out when I was doing the research. We've done this show for now. This is the, we're in our second season. We're almost three years into doing this yeah. show. We've done lots of movies. I think 1987 is the most movies we've done. One, two, three, four, five, six movies in 1987. Mm. Oh God! So this I, is our seventh. I don't know if I can name them. Uh, can you name this one? I can name this okay, one. Good. Three o'clock high. <laughs> and we've named uh, Lost Boys. Yes. Yep. Princess Bride, because you just mentioned right. it. Right. And so there's two more. Um, Three more. Uh, one Prince of one Darkness. No. no, which doesn't count because we haven't done it on the on air. Oh, well, we did it before. But okay. that was before the new format. Was that not 87? Yeah, it was 87. Oh, okay. So you know that uh, Spielberg movie uh, about finding Private Ryan? Yeah, Saving Private Ryan. I'm, I'm like up for it. I'm really I'm going to go in and meet him. Uh-huh. As soon as I walk in that room, he would walk over, I'm sure, and say, but it But... My agent was bickering with the casting director, and I never got in to see him. Oh, oh no. No. Oh. That would have been fantastic. That would have been fantastic. You'd been great in that. You're great in everything. So. Oh, my God. you 20 for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad you're here. It's great. I love, I'm, so, I'm so thrilled that you're here with us. Um, I don't know what else. So I will give you a hint. One was when we did, we did when we were on vacation. We took a vacation together. Oh, that was um, Monster Squad. Monster mm-hmm. Squad, and then uh, the other one. Wait, wa- we want to hear about it. And then <laughs> it was great. we w- we went to the beach and had a kumbaya, the, the beach retreat one oh, time. Okay, good answer. The way the way I can do a vacation <laughs> and a tax write off. Right. Time. I mean, seriously. Was a, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Federal government. It was a business trip. <laughs> it was a business trip. We did record. We did. We did. We did perform. Absolutely. Um. Uh, and got drunk. The other one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was after. The, there are some stories. Oh, that's cute. That, <laughs> that was not after. To um, me. <laughs> I mean, in, in LA, uh, yeah. they're, they're always, oh, if we have a lunch or anything, that's it's, yeah. mm-hmm. all we have to do is talk about the movie. That's it. All right, this is te- this technically is a tax write-off. So I need to start saving my liquor receipts. You should. I need to, seriously, because I go by Cottage Hill Package every show. So, um... <laughs> The other one is a Nicolas Cage movie that it's not Con Air that we've done. We've I think we've done only done two Nicolas Cage movies. Did we do Raising Arizona? Raising Arizona, okay. look at you! Yep. Woo. <laughs> Boom! That All is right. a good one. Three o'clock high sadly came out to uh, uh, number one thirty-seven in the year. However, three o'clock high found I think it found its love in. in Hold on. In I think I need to take a shot because I got those movies right. <laughs> that, that sounds good to me. Anybody want to join me? Well, how many movies did you get right? <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how many shots you're going to take? You do have to drive eventually. Hey, I'm not. I, not, I, I have a couch one. over there, so. No, okay. I want to tell you about anybody uh, else before meeting, I cork uh, it. Magic no. Johnson. Please tell us about meeting uh, Magic Johnson. We, uh, I was doing Two Moon Junction. Uh, do you know that movie? Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well. I was there, and the director, uh, I said, I told him, I said, look, I got the opening of 3 o'clock high at Universal Studios. And I talked to Magic Johnson. Uh, I mean, no, I didn't talk to him. Uh, my manager says, Michael Jackson is going to be at that party. And uh, Michael Jackson. No. <laughs> Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. So uh, I said, Same well, thing. I want to go. I didn't want to go because it's be a different lecture show. <laughs> and all the liars and everything. Uh, but Magic Johnson, yeah, I'd like to go. I'm wearing, jo- I mean, Jordans, no. <laughs> but I'm wearing Magic Johnson's weapons, mm. purple and gold. Uh, and um, so I wanted to go, and I went. Uh, and I'm in the kitchen, all these models and liars and everybody and and the, my manager goes 
There he is. He just walked in. And I looked over, you know, just above, you know, I stood up and I looked over. Like, Where is he? Oh, he's up there. There he is. <laughs> That's Magic Johnson. And I went over there and I was so excited. I said, uh, Magic, would you shine my shoes? <laughs> oh, my God. I said that. I said, no, no, shine. I mean, oh, he goes, sign? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He goes, do you have a pen? I'm like, oh, I'll go get one. He goes, you know I? you're from the South when. <laughs> no, but he was so cool. He was so cool. And then uh, later, at the end of the, Standing outside waiting on the cars to come, you know, they drive them up and, and you get in your car and you leave. And Magic, he, he walks up, he goes, hey, I hear you have an opening uh, at Universal Studios. Uh, it's called 3 o'clock. I said, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, can I go? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll rent a, a limo. Yeah, mm. so, unless you have one. Unless <laughs> you have one. Anyway, it was early. Right. His yeah. Career. And I'm like, yeah. And we had it all set up. I'm on the set at Two Moon Junction, and I told him in uh, advance and everything that I need to go for this opening of my first movie. Right. And they go, oh, we're going to be here all night. <laughs> I had to call Magic Johnson and say, ah, we'll have the car pick you up, but I, I'm not going to be able to make Oh, no. Oh. You could do your own opening. No. Oh, you no. You missed your, your own and premiere. I never talk to Magic Johnson again. Oh. oh. Magic, if you're watching the show. <laughs> right. Watch That's it. us. <laughs> yeah, because we're, we're, we're filming. We're this, these are all ca <laughs> These are three cameras. <laughs> or listening. He, like yeah. Ma ma Magic may be a fan. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all three of the round lights are cameras. All right. So. Hey, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did tell Carrie that we're filming. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> So, but it's not, but it's not live. If that makes you feel better, we <laughs> <laughs> do edit. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's play. Well, that would be me. <laughs> okay. How do you find the time? Uh, I um, so in my real life job, it, it, when I'm not doing this, I'm a video producer for the the local casinos, so Wind Creek, and so so. I am too. You are. Yeah, absolutely. You have right there, right there. You're probably a cousin. <laughs> I'm a very, very white girl. But you're our white girl, so <laughs> we know. love you. <laughs> I'm the token white girl at the table. So, so we'll, we'll catch you. I'm the minority for um, a change. So, uh, anyway, so about the movie. <laughs> so the t top five for eighty-seven. Okay. Top five. So uh, actually, we just recently played this with the Lost Boys. Actually, so let's see if you can remember oh any God. of this. <laughs> you will not. I will give you hints. We'll go from five okay. to one. Okay. So Fatal Attractions, one of them. Uh, yes, number three. Okay. So we will cut that out. Ready? Number five is a comedy about three guys. Three guys and a baby. <laughs> number four, Sean Connery won his Oscar from this one. 007. No, it's not. It's not mm. 007. I know. Sean Connery won. It's a his movie Oscar. set in Chicago. Kevin Costner's in it. It's Brian a, De Palma directed I know, it. it's, it's a gangster movie, but I can't remember the name of it. Oh, my God. It's right there. It's a gangster movie. Um, De Niro's in it, too. He's playing Capone. Yes, it's a gangster movie. I know. Movie. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. The Untouchables. Yes, thank you. Number three was the aforementioned Fatal Attraction. Yeah. Number two, 
Um, Vietnam War movie directed by uh, Oliver Stone. Won oh, the Oscar. That's um. Yeah, that's that's right. Hold on, that's um, with um Kyle. <laughs> Pile. No. No, it's no, not that, that that's one. Kubrick's. That's Kubrick's. Oh, that's uh, Kubrick's? You're thinking Full Metal Jacket. Hey. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Okay, so. And so is the other one. The, the Full Metal Jacket, same year, so it's the other one. <laughs> oh. I don't know. Well, uh, plat- platoon. Oh, Platoon. Yeah, yeah. I like Full Metal Jacket better. I do too. Um, Beverly Hills, because it's Kubrick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2 is number one. Okay. So, so that was that one. Because I was going to give a hint and I just gave that away. <laughs> Why PBR and tequila, folks? That's what what? that combo. Okay. Um, oh, that's a lot of credit to the PBR. <laughs> so, besides the wonderful movies that you have been in, what is your favorite movie? Oh, that's a good question. Thank you. You know, I've done a a thousand plays too. I, you know. Uh, well, you know, we've theater. talked about this because I have a theater background, and we so both we both have done a lot of Shakespeare. You and I. I have well, not. Well, I, I, you know. I, the last one I've done is uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. I was in that. I played Maudie. Oh, you did? I All did. Right. I was uh, in an outdoor theater at the, uh, in Topanga at the Will Gear. Remember Will Gear? Mm-hmm. Uh, at the Will Gear Theatricum Botanicum. And I'd been doing plays since 1987, like 3 o'clock high. No, Two Moon Junction was uh, at... Uh, in Europe at the Cannes Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Right. And I said to the director, I'm like, oh, I got this thing. Uh, it's, I'm supposed to go, and I'm I'm doing Shakespeare here. What? She goes, the director goes, you get out of here, and you go to that, you know? <laughs> yeah. They pay you like $2,000 just to go to have lunch. Anyway, yeah. um, I've done so much in the theater. The street. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, no, um, you've had a long career of great stuff. So, um, <laughs> you know, I asked the students. They came in early, you know, and, and the students were all there, like busloads of them, you know, for the first two weeks while we were still rehearsing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and one of them goes, "Hey, weren't you in a movie or something?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, but uh, let me ask you first. Do you know? Do you remember Arnold Schwarzenegger?" And they're like. Who? I'm like, you're not going to know me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even really talk about kindergarten card, but we're going to save that for another day. <laughs> so if money was the same, if pay was the same for theater and movies, which we know it's not, but if no. the pay was the same, which would you choose to do? I can't. I can't do you it. You couldn't? No, I couldn't. I couldn't answer that. Yeah. Because, e- either. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird, I'm going on the last night. Mm-hmm. And it's outdoors. Yeah. And we had a hundred and eighty seats up on the on the the hill. And we had four hundred and fifty people hanging in the trees, you know. Right. And uh right when I'm going on, oh, and in the theater, you're walking on, and I hope that I remember the two and a half hours later it's gonna be there. Right. <laughs> and that's I love that. Yeah. I do too. Same thing. Yeah. But yeah. as I'm going on for closing night, phone, I forgot to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, there were no cell phones back in that day. And my friend gave me this, uh, gave me the phone, and I'm like, what? What? He says, well, look, um, I, look, uh, Steven Seagal has a movie, and uh, they want you. 
I'm like, well, where is it? I'm, I'm about to go on stage here, you know? Was, well, well, have you ever heard of a place called Mobile, Alabama? I'm like, that's my hometown. Yes, you know, call you back. You know, and I went on, had a great show. I'm in the seersucker suit and all this, not Buddy Ravel. Yeah. No, he was Atticus. Yeah, Atticus Finch, yeah. yeah. Atticus. And uh, I finished, they, they got me to the airport and uh, flew me in. And I was in Mobile at 10 a.m. the next day, and I did this movie with him. I can't remember the title. <laughs> Something Siege, maybe? Yeah, Something I don't know. Over Siege? Under, under no, siege. it wasn't, you know, on the battleship. It, <laughs> was, it was years later. Oh, oh it was, was little, after yeah, it. Yeah, like it was another one. Yeah. Ago. Okay. That uh, was the one. Um, we already found the person who saw that. No. Yeah, the one person. But I, I remember it being filmed, yeah. but I cannot remember the name of it. I forgot Steve came back, yeah. Yeah, he's called... Uh, when he's been hiding from the mob in Russia. <laughs> I can't remember the... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we now we got to find out. Producer <laughs> Caleb? We can pull up your yeah. IMDb. <laughs> what Steven Seagal movie was filmed in um, Mobile just a few years ago? Uh, yeah. It, I, I think we already found it. There's the been people who saw it. There's been some doozies filmed here. There's been some good ones, and hey, there's been you know some what? that's like. Damn. But I was happy, you know, you know, to be able to go, and I was, I, and I just, they picked me up and flew me out, and I still Perfect have my seersucker. Perfect weapon. Perfect mm. weapon. And I, I have my seersucker suit still on from the uh -huh. play. Nice. And my father's a lawyer, you right. know, and my brother. And they all wear those during the summer anyway. No, they don't. <laughs> oh, I've seen so many lawyers. I know, but not, not hopefully not. Hopefully not your family. But no. John's yeah. got John's got better taste than that. Come on. Thank goodness. <laughs> no, Thank goodness. No, but uh, <laughs> I made it home, and my dad's sitting in the in the den. And I got there. I did the whole play for him. Oh. And he goes. I told you you had it, son. Oh. oh. That's so sweet. But he was my best. He was. Your biggest supporter. He was. He was. Well, everyone, that was 3 o'clock high. The amazing Richard Tyson. Thank you so much. Thank you you, you got to so come back much. and hang out with us again. Oh, yeah, we yeah. had a blast. We love to have we you just on the show Absolutely. Again. We had so much fun. Hey, did I get a mic? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Scotty saying this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours! Bye.